going to go to the book of 1 John chapter 5 tonight, if you will, back toward the back of your New Testament, 1 John and chapter number 5. 1 John chapter number 5. When you find that, if you'd stand with me, if you're well able to stand for the reading of God's Word. 1 John chapter number 5, and look if you would with me to verse number 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. The Bible says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. I uh, just very simply titled the message, Victory Can Be Ours. It can be ours. Well, preacher, wait a minute. Didn't you preach on faith this morning? Yes. Yeah, I did. you were paying attention. I am so thankful for that. Well, so you're going to preach on faith some more? Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that. You are quick tonight. I'm telling you, I like it. I like it for sure. Can you think of anything more than we, that we need as Christians than faith? Come on, if we're going to live, if we're going to live the Christian life in this world, we're going to live it by faith. We're going to have victory by faith. And uh, just to have some more reminders out of the Word of God. So stick with me. We'll try to get it done so we can break up and go do whatever we're going to do. Let's pray. We'll get started. <clears throat> Father, thank you, Lord, for the faith that you gave me that day in April 1984. Just to get down beside my coffee table and call out to you and trust Christ as my Savior. I'm so thankful for that little mustard seed of faith. That changed my life forever. And I'm thankful, Lord, for the group that's out tonight. And certainly I just want to challenge us with the Word of God, by the Word of God, and with your help. And so, Lord, we ask for power, Lord, from you, that divine guidance that only you can give. And, Lord, uh, we ask you to increase our faith tonight. Please bless and help us now. We pray you will. We're trusting you for these things and ask it. All in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much for standing. Do be seated, please. I found a few quotes on faith on the, in the lines, in that line. Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. I thought that was a very good quote. Here's another one. There are two primary forces in this world, fear and faith. Fear can move you to destructiveness or sickness or failure. Only in rare instances will it motivate you to accomplishment. But faith is a greater force. Faith can drive itself into your consciousness and set you free from fear forever. Here's another one. I really like this one. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I like that. Sometimes you just have to step out in faith, don't you? I mean, it's like taking a step in the dark. Going on, but God always knows what's going on. And then this one: if we do not feel, feel, if we do not fill our minds with prayer, it will fill itself with anxieties, worries, temptations, resentments, and unwelcome memories. The key to achieving victory in a Christian walk is not setting high goals, although goals can be good, and goals can be, definitely can be good. 
Um, the key to victory is found in our text verse. Uh, for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so tonight, I, I want us to examine the thought of having victory in our lives. And this can be accomplished not only at church, but in our everyday lives also. My desire for Riverside Baptist Church, and I'm talking about the people, the people make up the church. My desire for Riverside Baptist Church is to be a victorious church. No, no, to be a, a church full of people that have real victory in their lives, uh, that are enjoying their Christianity, that see God moving in their lives, that see God uh, helping their families along the way. That, that's my desire as the pastor here, people living the life that God planned for us because he did have a plan for you even before you were born, Amen. without a doubt. We know that's the truth. So uh, just a few things here. Let's start off with this question. Where does victory come from? Well, again, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We're talking about victory. So where does it come from? If you, if you, if you intend to have victory as a Christian, you must have faith. It's not going to happen unless you have that faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, faith is not believing that God will do what we ask Him in prayer. Faith is believing that God will do what He promises to do in His Word. We can by faith trust His Word. We can by faith know that He is telling us the truth and we can follow Him. Let me give some examples, Bible examples of those that had faith. Hebrews eleven seven By faith... Noah, being warned of God, uh, uh, of things not seen as yet, uh, and I'm going to start over, okay? By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Noah had never seen rain. God told him to build an ark because it was going to rain. Noah had never seen rain, but he built the ark. And everybody thought it was a, he was a fool until it started raining. And then they realized he worked by faith. Hebrews 11, 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out, went out not knowing where, whether he went. Now think of that kind of faith. Truly, God knocked on Abraham's door to say and, and said, follow me into a land that I will show you. And Abraham just packed up and took off. No idea where God was taking him or what he would do after he got there. He just followed the Lord. Uh, you know, it's an amazing thing. And I, I, I talked to a missionary today. And uh, it's an amazing thing that uh, God de deals with people and says, I want to send you to this part of the world. And they just say, no, okay, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And so they just surrender to do that and start heading that way. And God does this and God does that. And God supplies this and God supplies that. And now they're over in another part of the world doing exactly what God would have them to do. And they did all of that by faith. They trusted God. They just simply trusted God. Moses' parents had faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Um, I, I just have to ask, do you have that kind of faith in raising your children today? 
Because it takes faith to raise a child in a day and age in which we live, for sure. Are you directing them solely in the way that God would have them to go? I mean, not worrying about what everyone else in this world is doing? It's important that we raise our children according to God's plan and not according to this world's plan. It's very important that we do that. But it takes faith, doesn't it? Sure it does. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And we know this, Moses was an heir of Egypt. He was the adopted grandson of Pharaoh. He was a child of royalty, and yet he gave that up by faith and followed God. He just trusted God. And then we can go to the New Testament. Peter, the, the apostle Peter, after failure, after he messed up, he overcame his fear of being identified with Christ, became a great soldier, became a great soldier of faith, just following the Lord. Well, we are certainly reading about a different person when we think about Peter than we read uh, about during his arrest and, and his trial with Jesus, uh, the trial of Jesus. Peter was hiding during that time. Uh, the, Jesus was going through his trial. Peter had said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee or you know, something along those lines. And the next thing you know, he's hiding, standing over by the enemy's fire when he's called upon to stand up for Jesus. He denied him three times. But after getting his heart right with God, he went on to stand tall and he achieved the victory in his life. How did he do that? He did it through faith. He just trusted God. You may tell yourself that you're going to have to have faith for a certain area of your life. But I am here to tell you tonight, please listen to this. You're not going to have faith simply because you tell yourself you have faith. I'm going to say that again. You're not going to have faith simply because you tell yourself you're going to have faith. It does not work that way. Faith is a substance. Faith has power. Faith is power. Faith will transform your life into something else. Faith brings victory. Faith in God, of course, we're talking about. So, second question would be, where's faith come from? Because if victory comes from faith, you know, where's a, per a person find this faith? Well, over in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17, the Bible says, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So, um, faith is not name it, claim it. Come on, there's, there's TV preachers out there today uh, that try to tell us that all we have to do to, to get victory is just to name it and claim it. I mean, they say that, that when we do that, they say that when we do that, that it obligates God to give you your prayer request. But I can't find that anywhere in my Bible. It doesn't line up with the Bible at all. I'd rather just trust what the Word of God says. I'd rather just follow Him along the way. Because He's never, no, no, He's never failed me. This, this Bible has never failed me, not one time. We can trust Him. See, you cannot just have faith on your own. You cannot close your eyes and look toward heaven and say, I'm going to have faith. I mean, you don't get faith that way. Uh, you, you must have something to base your faith upon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have promises in the Word of God, and we can find promises in the a, in a Word of God that is relevant to our need. Uh, to live the type of life that is pleasing to God, petition Him for your need according to His Word, and then watch Him answer according to your faith in Him, in His Word. God will honor His Word. Really, God is not obligated to do anything for any of us outside of His Word. And I can promise you He'll never go against His Word. It's not going to happen. 
You know, when you claim a promise, you, you, you must not have faith in claim. In, come on, brain. You must not have faith in your claiming that promise, but have faith in God. Uh, you, you, say, you say, well, God, God must do it because I have faith. Well, faith in what? Faith in God or faith in your own faith? We have to have faith in God. We have to be looking to Him. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And using this verse in, in, in what we're going to, in, in what are, are you going to place your faith? Not the fact that you called upon God, but in the fact that God promised to hear and answer you in his word. Faith, faith displayed in any other way is faith in itself and it's destined to fail. We have to have faith in the Lord, faith in his word. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So what would be the context of that verse then? Uh, that God will supply what? Well, he'll supply our need. Not every fleshly desire that we might have, but he will supply our need. God is not, out, come on, God is not obligated to supply our wants. Now, he may give you something along the way that you weren't expecting, but he is obligated only to meet your needs as you're trusting in him. And by the way, he's never let me down that way. He's always supplied our need. He's always been there to do that, really exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. What I'm saying is be sure you're placing your faith in the right thing, in God and not your ability to have faith. Because misguided faith means nothing. Some people believe that there's no God, but their faith will not change the fact that God is alive, for sure. When I read in the Bible how God met Moses' need, I can be assured that he also will meet my need. Uh, if God protected Noah in the ark, then he's going to protect me from the elements of this world. If God protected David from his enemies, and he did, then God can protect me. If God supplied the money for Peter's taxes, he will supply your need and my need. Uh, the Word of God is God's tool to, be, to build faith. It will build our faith. No, no, I'm telling you, if God opened up the Red Sea for the Israelites to pass over, He can conquer what we may face tomorrow. And, and if God parted the River Jordan, as we talked about this morning, when, when it was high bank season, He can certainly get us through deep waters. And if God gave Elijah food to eat during a three-year drought, He can make sure our needs are met as we trust Him. If God touched the fevered brow of the daughter of Jerison and made her well, then He can still cure illnesses that exist today, if He chooses to do so. If God can restore the maniac of Gadara back to his right mind, then he can restore those that have been taken captive by their sins. And God's love and grace is just as real toward you as it was toward David or Moses or anyone else in the history of the world. He is there for us. <clears throat> so if victory comes from faith and, com and faith comes from the Word of God, from where does the Word of God come? Well, it comes from this old Bible. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there's no verbal expressions of God today. He doesn't speak audibly, uh, audibly to man anymore. It, it, no, 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 no. We have the Bible. He speaks through his written word. Oh, and, and yeah, he may speak to our heart, but he'll never contradict the written word as he does. I mean, he'll guide us. He'll guide us by this book. And we know that his written word is just as sure as his spoken.
spoken word of the past. We know that. We know that because we look into the word of God and it tells us that. Psalm 93, 5. Thy testimonies are very sure. 1 Kings 8, 56. Blessed be the Lord that, that hath given rest unto his people Israel. According to all that he promised, there hath not failed one word of his good promise. Psalm 11, verse 7. All his commandments are sure. Ezekiel 12, 25. For I am the Lord. I will speak and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So we can rest assured that when we open up our King James Version of the Holy Word of God, that we are reading the very Word of God that has been settled in heaven for the English-speaking people. His Word is eternal. So, if victory comes from faith, then faith comes from the Word of God, and the Word of God comes from God in our Bible. Where did God come from? It's been an ultimate question for a long, long time, hasn't it? Uh, it's a question that man has been trying to answer, that man has been trying to answer for centuries. If man could discover, now get this, get this. If man could discover an origin for God, then that would put man above God or at least on the same level with God. And that's not going to happen. I really have, I have news for the skeptic. Neither he nor anyone else can explain God. God cannot be explained. No, 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 no. He, he must be taken by faith. You cannot place God in a time frame. It's not going to happen. God had no beginning. He'll have no ending. There never has been a time that God was not. God always has been. Uh, he is from everlasting to everlasting. That's our God. He was not created in the beginning. Rather, he created the beginning. I like that. <laughs> Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. John 1.1 says the same thing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. To, to, to paraphrase that would be to say, when the beginning was, the Word was already. God was in existence when the world was created. Uh, man has tried to identify and define God, but to no avail. So they've come up with all these different things. You think about deism, and it, it says that God created the world and just left it to be a self-sustaining. Or polytheism, that, the, that uh, is the doctrine that uh, there are many, many gods. Or pantheism, that it denies a personal God. Just says, well, God's just in everything and everywhere. You know, nature is God. But the authority of the Bible rests in the belief in the existence of God. Th those of us who believe the Bible can then learn the truth about God. Because Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So we know this. The Lord has to be received by faith. God will not prove his existence to you without faith. People do this. They say things like this. God, you show me and I'll believe. But God says, if you'll believe, I'll show you. 
that's the way that God works. The believer has no trouble seeing God and seeing the evidence of God, but the agnostic or the atheist are, are blind in their own foolishness. <clears throat> no preacher of past S.M. Lockridge says of God's pre-creation existence, listen to this quote, <laughs> I love it. He came from nowhere, talking about God. He came from nowhere. The reason he came from nowhere is that there was nowhere for him to come from. That's good thinking right there. Isn't it? Uh, he created everything from nothing. And the reason he had to create everything from nothing was that there was nothing for him to create from. He stepped out where there was no place to step and, and said, let it be. That's our God. Absolutely so. Well, I don't, I don't completely understand that, Brother Marshall. I don't either, but I know it's true. I'm very thankful. So who is God? Well, his own words tell us who he is. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 14, he said, I am that I am. Who are you, God? I am that I am. Now, have you ever stopped to think why he did not state a positive or a physical as to what he is? See, if he had stated such, then he would be bound or limited to that objective. But when he said, I am, it means he is anything and everything that you and I need. And he is. That's our God. He's not limited at all to man's physiological concept of who he is. He is God. He is a spirit. If we worship him, we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. God will not bend or adjust his holiness or his righteousness to, uh, to meet man's mortal desires. It's not going to happen that way. So what have I said? Well, if you want victory, you must have faith. And your faith is going to come from reading and the study of God's Word. God's Word is inspired and holy and it will not fail because it does come from God. So you're, uh, you must have faith in God for victory. Victory in your life. Victory in your home. Victory over habits. Victory over sins. And that victory can definitely be yours today. You know, if you've never been saved, that's also settled by faith. We know that. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Again, somebody might say, Preacher, do you really think it's necessary to preach on faith two services in a row? Well, let it, um, let it suffice for me to say this. There's a lot of failure in Christianity today. And uh, I believe that most of it is because of a lack of faith. Just a... Lack of faith to trust God to do what only God can do. So let our prayer tonight be, Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Let's all stand. Let's stand. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful that we can trust you. We can trust your word. And by faith, Lord, uh, we can be more than conquerors. And Father, I pray for those in here that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I pray, dear God, uh, that uh, you might bring them to that place of saving faith. You can do that. And only you can do that. 
We trust you'll speak to their heart and you'll help them and guide them and bring them to that place. Lord, where they would receive Christ as their personal Savior. And Lord, help us to live by faith, trusting you every day. Oh Lord, that we would walk by faith and not by sight. That we would raise our families according to your word. Uh, Lord, because of the faith that you've given us, that your word is right. And uh, that the end of, of uh, raising our family for you by faith uh, will turn out well. Oh Lord, increase our faith uh, even tonight as we yield ourselves to you. Uh, Lord, that, uh, that you would help us to just draw closer and trust you that much more. Help us tonight, Lord, around the altar we pray. And thank you for your goodness. For we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. The altar's open. Many have already come. And you need to come. Why don't you just take a minute. Spend a little time with God. Lord, increase my faith. I'm having a hard time. I'm not seeing things the way that I should. I'm having some struggles in my life. I need some victory. Victory that only you can give. Why don't you come tonight and just ask God to increase your faith. Uh, to help you in whatever area you might be struggling in in your life. He's here. He's ready. And he can do what no one else can do. By putting faith in him. Would you come?